When I was in Bible college, my professors were unequivocal in their insistence that Wikipedia was never to be cited in any academic paper. Any references from this unverified and biased source, my professors said, would be ignored and deemed invalid. Apparently, my professors were quite correct in their assessment. The entire episode today will be focused on a Wikipedia article last updated about two weeks ago on the topic of Christian nationalism. As you would expect, the article is a hyper-concentrated dose consisting of one part status propaganda, one part neo-Marxist drivel, and two parts pure laziness. Unlike the ghouls over at Wikipedia, I'll provide actual sources cited at length and in context. In Luke chapter 4, verses 23 to 24, the Lord Jesus says this to his followers. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, and revile you, and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For so their fathers did to the prophets. It's October 12th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo, and this is Liberty Dispatch. Greetings, friends, and welcome to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. Our show here is produced by Liberty Coalition Canada in partnership with Christian Week. LCC exists to establish Christ's justice and righteousness and to defend those who stand. Christian Week exists to provide a practical, balanced, hope-filled perspective on national and global issues. If you would like to support the work that we do here and support the podcast, head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate, and you can click the analysis shows box. You can also donate anonymously by Bitcoin by clicking the little Bitcoin button down at the bottom of the screen. Thanks to our friends over at Bull Bitcoin. And any donations that are made to the analysis shows will receive a charitable tax receipt. You can find our shows on the Fight, Laugh, Feast network or by downloading their app, Pub TV. You can catch all of our shows on our Liberty Dispatch feed on all your podcast catchers as well. And finally, you can reach out to us with questions, comments, or criticism at mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. And our question for today is, what do you think about Christian nationalism? I encourage you to head over to the Wikipedia article, which is cited in the description. See what they have to say. See what they say about us. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Talk to us about Christian nationalism. Is it good? Is it bad? Does it need to be redefined? Give us your thoughts. A couple other events I want to bring to your attention, as I have been for the last several weeks. First, we have some live episodes coming up on October 23rd and 24th. That's Monday and Tuesday. Monday will be at Trinity Bible Chapel in Waterloo, and on Tuesday we're going to be at Trinity Baptist Church in Burlington. Both of the episodes will be from 7.30 to 9.30, and we think that what we want to cover at length will be Israel and what's happening in there with the conflict, with the war, with the attack from Hamas. We're going to talk about immigration. We're going to talk about how Christians need to understand what's happening in the Middle East, and a biblical response to it. So for those of you who are wondering why I'm not covering that on the show today, we plan on going in-depth next week and then leading into the live episodes. We need to talk about news. We need to talk about 
worldview issues. We need to talk about religious beliefs, and we will do that. We will give it the time it needs. But for the 23rd and the 24th, our plan is to cover those. You can find the Eventbrite link in the description of the show. Tickets are $25. If you're going to be anywhere near Waterloo or Burlington, sign up, join us. It's going to be a great time. We also want to bring to everyone's attention the Spark Leadership Conference happening October 31st and November 1st in South Carolina. You can head over to sparkconferences.org. We've been trying to pump this out in our social media lately. Speakers will include our own Mike Thiessen, Dr. Joe Boot, Pastors Nate Wright and Tim Stevens, and our Chief Litigator James Kitchen. Tickets are $50. Head over to sparkconferences.org for more information. Are you sick and tired of listening to our banks and other government-sponsored institutions parroting the same old status words like safe and effective, ESG, diversity, inclusion, and equity? Do you really think they're looking out for your investments when they can't even define what a woman is? Check out our friends over at Rocklink Investment Partners. They're an independent Christian firm focused on managing your investments as long-term value investors. They're not caught up in the bureaucracy of the woke financial institutions. They're comfortable going against the crowd and speaking up for their Christian values. That's why Rocklink was our very first advertising partner here on The Dispatch. Give them a call at 905-631-5462 or email them info at rocklink.com. That's link with a C. We apparently have made the big times, friends. The Canadian Anti-Hate Network has slandered us, but they're the real fringe group. The CPC, formerly known as the CBC, now properly known as the Canadian Pravda Corporation, did some hit pieces, but no one really pays attention to them anymore. The ratings have plummeted, and our federal government continues to pump much money into them, but to no avail. Now, the same could be said about CTV, which also took a stab at us and some other friends. But now we have come to find that Wikipedia, the bastion of facts and encyclopedic integrity, has also taken a shot at us. And not just any shot. No, 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 no. They've essentially said that in Canada, Liberty Coalition Canada is the harbinger of a Christian nationalist theocracy and that we are to be feared above all other religious movements in our country. Now, the garbage they claim to be honest and well-researched facts is just that. It's a steaming pile of hot garbage. So what I want to do in our episode today is dissect their article, deal with their sources, clear the air once and for all regarding LCC and Christian nationalism. Now, we might as well read their article in its entirety. And as we do, if it feels eerily similar to watching legacy media or an announcement from the Liberals or the NDP, that's not a strange coincidence. This is right from the article, quote, Christian nationalism is a type of religious nationalism that is affiliated with Christianity, in which the end goal is to achieve an absolute Christian theocracy within a society. It primarily focuses on the internal politics of the society, such as legislating civil and criminal laws that reflect their view of Christianity and the role of religion in political and social life. In countries with the state church, Christian nationalists seek to preserve the status of a Christian state by holding to an anti-disestablishmentarian position 
to perpetuate the church in national politics. Christian nationalism supports the presence of Christian symbols in the public square, the strange, sorry, and state patronage for the practice and display of religion, such as school prayer and the exhibition of nativity scenes during Christmastide and the Christian cross on Good Friday. Christian nationalism draws political support from the broader Christian right of the political spectrum of a country. Now, before we get too deep into it, we have to look at how Wikipedia defines their slander, which is what this is. It's slander. First of all, in their article on religious nationalism, of which Christian nationalism is a branch, this is what they say, quote, Christian nationalists focus more on internal politics, such as passing laws that reflect their view of Christianity. In the United States, Christian nationalism tends to be conservative. In countries with the state church, Christian nationalists, in seeking to preserve the status of a Christian state, uphold and there's this word again, anti-disestablishmentarian position. They actively promote religious Christian discourses in various fields of social life, from politics and history to culture and science, with respect to legislation, for example, Christian nationalists advocate Sunday blue laws. So we have to deal with that gigantic word that you may have never heard before. What is anti-disestablishmentarianism? Well, according to Wikipedia, quote, anti-disestablishmentarianism is a position that advocates that the state church or the established church should continue to receive government patronage rather than be disestablished, i.e. be separated from the state. They also use the word theocracy in their article. And again, according to Wikipedia, quote, theocracy is a form of government in which one or more deities are recognized as supreme ruling authorities giving divine guidance to human intermediaries who manage the government's daily affairs or in which human leaders who follow a certain religion are thought of as the ideal and only class of ruler. Now, we, I have to note at this point that the woke statist Marxist left actually has no problem with anti-disestablishmentarianism. They have no problem with religious nationalism, and they have no problem with theocracy as long as the right God and the right religion are in view. For example, they absolutely believe that their belief system should determine which laws govern our country, as in the legislated genital mutilation of children, or legalized theft via taxation and wealth, wealth redistribution. Right? So they have no problem with these. They also believe that their religious creed, which is diversity, inclusivity, equity, diversity, inclusivity, equity, that's their creedal statement, should most definitely be the state religion and also receive vast amounts of government patronage or taxpayer funding. They're fine with queer nationalism, where normal and true sexuality are seen as blasphemy. They're also all about theocracy. Don't let them deceive you. Only the woke can be in power and rule, and the autocrats rule with impunity. What we have here, of course, is what Matt likes to call the iron law of woke projection. They are all about theocracy. They are all about religious nationalism, and they are all about anti-disestablishmentarianism. As long as a woke statist religion is in place, 
as long as the gods of wokeism and transianity are worshipped, and as long as their faith and their creeds and their practices are normative. They just have a problem when the true and living God is exalted and worshipped, and when followers of the true and living God and the only God say, no, 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 his rule needs to be law, his commands need to be legislated. That's their problem. Back to the main Wikipedia article. After they create a flaming straw man of Christian nationalism, because there's a lot of fluff in there with obviously poor research and mixed up definitions, they begin to look at examples of Christian nationalism by nation. Now, right before they throw up Vladimir Putin and Russia, they look at Canada. And guess who is the sole perpetrator on the list? That's right. The allegedly far-right, Christian nationalist, theocratic, anti-disestablishmentarianism, ultra-conservative organization known as Liberty Coalition Canada. Again, right before they talk about Vladimir Putin in Russia, which is a joke. Quote from Wikipedia. The COVID-19 pandemic saw a rise in Christian nationalist activity with many groups using anti-lockdown sentiments to expand their reach to more people. The group Liberty Coalition Canada has garnered support from many elected politicians across Canada. In their founding documents, they argue that, quote, it is only in Christianized nations that religious freedom has ever flourished, close quote, which is true. This group has garnered support from various groups, including supporters of far-right hate groups. Their rallies have attracted the support of Alex Jones and Canada First, a spin-off of Nick Fuentes' group, America First. Many of Liberty Coalition Canada's leaders are pastors who've racked up millions in potential fines for violating COVID protocols and in many cases express ultra-conservative views. We are going to disassemble and dissect that gobbledygook in a moment. But first... I have to talk about our friends over at BarterPay. BarterPay is a parallel economy bartering system that wants to help businesses in Canada get the resources and supplies they need today without using money. You can use your spare capacity, your extra goods and services, and offer them into the barter system in exchange for BarterPay barter credits. $1 Canadian is equal to one barter credit for valuation purposes. Then you take your barter credits and spend them on anything else within the system, all across Canada. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter and click on Barter Pay for businesses. Then you can book a quick, free discovery call to learn more. Join a freedom-minded barter ecosystem today if you are a business owner. libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter and make sure you click on Barter Pay for Businesses. Now back to this Wikipedia article. I want to examine their article line by line, and I want to show you their things unequivocally. Okay, First of all, this is a pathetic display of slander, red herrings, and straw manning. Second, this continues to expose the truth that all of our so-called unbiased and objective sources of news and information are a woke and blinded by their hatred of God series of organizations and sources of information. Third, 
the enemies of God will come after the people of God when they are in some way a threat to their power, their wealth, and their control of the ruling class. Here's the first claim that Wikipedia makes, quote, the COVID-19 pandemic saw a rise in Christian nationalist activity with many groups using anti-lockdown sentiments to expand their reach to more people. So the source for this, they link to a Toronto Star article from July 2021 and titled, quote, COVID-19 conspiracy theories are spreading online like a virus. An inside look at a dangerous misinformation movement that's spilling into the real world, close quote. So the first thing they do is they cite the Niagara Declaration, which we're going to look at in a bit. The article says, quote, the declaration springboarded the formation of the Liberty Coalition, a religious anti-lockdown group akin to politically active evangelical organizations in the United States, close quote. The article will continue to mention LCC by name two more times. First, to say that we were connected with no more lockdowns in forming the End the Lockdown Caucus, which we were. And second, when Maxime Bernier said various politicians were working with LCC, which they were. Now, here's what's astounding and amazing about the article. It accuses us of being part of a dangerous misinformation movement peddling COVID conspiracies. Now, what are some of their examples? If you do a word search or you read through the article, which you could at your, you know, at your peril, the word vaccine appears 44 times in their article because objectivity and truth, of course. First, they take issue with our position on the COVID jab. It turns out we were right about the poison. We have interviews, studies, and countless receipts showing that the jabs do not prevent infection. They do not prevent transmission. They are tied to perpetual heart damage in men and negative menstrual effects in women. They weaken your immune system through immune imprinting. The spike protein stays in the body and travels away from the injection site. People who get the jab are more likely to get COVID with longer and more intense symptoms. And finally, the rollout of the jabs was fraught with countless instances of conflicts of interests and financial incentives for elected officials and health officials. So that's the vaccine. Lockdowns were mentioned 39 times in the article. Lockdowns did nothing to stop the spread. We know that now. Actually, they made everything worse. Well, we know they did nothing because of the article from John Hopkins that shows that at the very best, lockdowns might have prevented 0.2% of all COVID deaths, maybe. But when you consider how it ravaged countries on the other end, it did make everything worse. We know that these lockdowns artificially weakened immune systems by keeping people inside and not getting fresh air and vitamin D. And by locking everyone in the house, it, this caused greater spread, right? We know that the majority of the spread happened inside of homes. This, these lockdowns devastated economies and businesses. They jacked up domestic abuse, substance abuse, mental illness, and suicides. They exacerbated the problem because, again, over 80% of all transmission was in homes and all the lockdowns, believe it or not, were the brainchild of the unholy union of a high school student's scientific thesis for a project. And I'm not making that up and CCP lockdown policies. How about masks in the article? Well, masks don't work period. None of them. 
None of the masks work. Study after study after study after meta-analysis show masks don't work, including N95s, and they did nothing to stop the spread. All they did was make things worse. They increased infections due to bacteria. They lowered oxygen and increased carbon dioxide. They artificially weakened people's immune systems, and they did potentially irreparable damage to children and their social and psychological development. They also lump in, of course, Donald Trump, January 6th, Chris Guy, and the historical anti-vaccine movement in their article. I'd also like to reference an interview that Mike did with Stephen Petty, who is essentially the worldwide leading expert on the efficacy of masks. And the conclusion is they do nothing to stop the spread. So the first article they reference is we peddle in COVID-19 conspiracies. Turns out, we were right about everything, and the Toronto Star is the one that peddles in conspiracies, and apparently so does Wikipedia. That's the first line. Here's a second line in the Wikipedia article. Quote, The group Liberty Coalition Canada has garnered support from many elected politicians across Canada. So in this, with this claim, they link to our End the Lockdowns caucus page, which highlighted a few politicians. You'll see Randy Hillier, Maxime Bernier, Derek Sloan, and Steve Van Leeuwen. The last time I checked the English language, four doesn't really warrant using the word many. It's just my assessment. When you click on the link, you see four politicians. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say many, right? I would, if I have four different pairs of shoes, I wouldn't say I have many pairs of shoes. I would say four, but many sounds more threatening than four, right? They have to make a seem like a deep-in-the-shadows cabal of powerful people seeking to take over Canada with tremendous political support, which, by the way, by and large, we are not supported. And what you'll notice about all those people that do actually support us, those politicians that do support us, they were all kicked out of caucus because there's no one in any of the main parties that supports us. Maxime Bernier is friendly to LCC and he's worked with us. And Rod Taylor with the Christian Heritage Party also has supported us and platformed us and worked with us. But no politician in the Liberals, the Conservatives, the NDP or the Greens supports us because they were all kicked out of caucus. So the claim that we have this massive support of politicians is a lie. It's a twisting of the facts in order to paint a picture. Here's the next line in the article. In their founding documents, they argue that it is only in Christianized nations that religious freedom has ever flourished. Close quote, which, by the way, is objectively true. You just pull out a map of the world and look everywhere that Christianity has taken hold and what you'll see are first world countries. You will see flourishing prosperity, advancements in technology and medicine and industry. And look at the countries where Christianity has not taken a hold, where Christianity has not taken root, and you'll see the exact opposite. So that's demonstrably true looking at history. So what they do with this claim is they link to the Niagara Declaration. Now, we like the Niagara Declaration. I like the Niagara Declaration. I have signed the Niagara Declaration. We agree with signing it. Mike Thiessen was one of the primary contacts, along with Dr. Joe Boot and Pastor Aaron Rock, in creating the Niagara Declaration. But as a matter of record, the Niagara Declaration is not one of LCC's founding documents. It's a joint statement from several churches, pastors, and organizations, which we thoroughly agree with. We're not distancing ourselves from the Niagara Declaration. But they're making a claim, Wikipedia is making a claim, which is false. It is factually 
inaccurate. You know who else really wanted to tie us to the Niagara Declaration, interestingly enough? One Jonathan Montpetit in his CPC hit piece on us. The fact is this, to oppose the Niagara Declaration intentionally, knowing that it exists, knowing what it's about. It's one thing if you're ignorant, you don't have a position. But if you read it, you know what it's about and you oppose it. It is to be in favor of status totalitarianism, medical tyranny, and the erasure of our God-ordained freedoms and rights. So if you poo-poo on the Niagara Declaration and present it as this evil document, having read it, you are in favor of medical tyranny. You are in favor of status totalitarianism. And you are in favor of our rights and liberties being stripped away, which I guess Wikipedia is. So that's the first half of their article. Already we're dealing in slander, lies, half-truths, playing fast and loose with the facts, all to craft a narrative that Liberty Coalition Canada is a harbinger of Christian nationalism and theocracy in Canada. Separating money from the state is a core tenet of Bitcoin's ethos, a permissionless network where the individual is in full control and accountable for his own property. Bull Bitcoin, Canada's most trusted exchange since 2013, is built around this ethos and leverages it in its mission to end central banks forever. At Bull Bitcoin, where security and prior privacy are priority, they take it upon themselves to help empower individuals with the most potent form of money the world has ever known. Head over to mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC today and get started with your account's creation. You can contact Bull's best in the business customer support team at any point throughout the process to request assistance. Mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. Take control of your money today. Now, the Wikipedia article ends with two more lines. And both of these lines have links, or they have as their sources, the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. So you know it's going to be a garbage bin full of neo-Marxist refuse, right off the bat. Quote from the Wikipedia article, This group has garnered support from various groups, including supporters of far-right hate groups. Their rallies have attracted the support of Alex Jones and Canada First, a spin-off of Nick Fuentes' group, America First. So... What they want you to believe is that LCC is supported by a bunch of alt-right groups that are racist and extremist. However, read that line again. We have garnered support from various groups, without listing any of the groups, of course, and in a completely new thought, it purports that we have garnered support from individuals who also support far-right hate groups. Did, did you catch that dishonest bait and switch there from Wikipedia? When it says their rallies have attracted support from Alex Jones and Canada First, does it mean LCC's rallies have garnered support from Alex Jones and Canada First? Or the rallies of the far-right hate groups that support us, supposedly, have those attracted the support of Alex Jones and Canada First? They don't make that clear. And that's absolutely intentional, by the way. So let's clear this up a little bit. First of all, I am unaware of any formal support from Alex Jones, especially with regard to our rallies. The only connection that I'm able to find, and if you have 
I mean, don't use Google because Google's a woke hot mess. But if you use a search engine that isn't, you know, Big Brother, just search Alex Jones, Liberty Coalition Canada. The only thing I've been able to find, really, is an interview that Alex Jones did with Josh Alexander. That's it. Search and you'll see. What you might find, interestingly enough, is a website called Canadian Liberty and several articles on Alex Jones, but that's not us. Now, is Wikipedia mistaken? Could be the case. Could be the case that they searched and they saw Canadian Liberty, Alex Jones. Haha, he's supporting that. Well, that's not actually the case at all. How about Canada First? A supposed Canadian spinoff of America First, created by Nick Fuentes. Well, here, Wikipedia does include a link titled, quote, Canada First Exposed Months Inside One of Canada's Biggest, Youngest, and Newest White Supremacist Chat Rooms. Close quote. Now, when you open this article, so you're, you're aha, here it is, Nick Fuentes or Canada First, they're all about LCC. When you open the article, what you'll notice, uh, there's no mention of one particular organization that's missing, glaringly so. Guess what? That's us, right? Nowhere in the source from Wikipedia is Liberty Coalition Canada mentioned, or any person from Liberty Coalition Canada, or any Canadian pastors or churches connected with Liberty Coalition Canada. Congratulations, Wikipedia. That is totally fabricated slander. I've never heard of Tyler Russell before two days ago, the founder of Canada First, because I had to look it up for this episode. He's never been on our show or invited to any of our events, and we've never been on his show or invited to his events. So Wikipedia claims that Alex Jones supports us along with other far-right groups. There's no connection there. There's no evidence of that. And they also claim that Canada First supports us, which is the offshoot of Nick Fuentes' America First, and the article they cite regarding Canada First doesn't mention Liberty Coalition Canada, our people, or any churches or, pa any churches or pastors connected with us. That is total propaganda garbage on the part of Wikipedia, affirming what I said earlier. My professors were right. You should never cite Wikipedia because it's a hot mess of woke leftist status garbage. What a flaming pile of garbage that Wikipedia is. But we need to get to the last line of the article because we're not done yet. This is what they say, quote, Many of Liberty Coalition Canada's leaders are pastors who've racked up millions in potential fines for violating COVID protocols and in many cases express ultra-conservative views, close quote. And I just want to clear the air here that the leaders involved in Liberty Coalition Canada formally who are pastors or who have been pastors are Mike Thiessen, myself, and Tim Tyso. Any other pastors connected with LCC are not leaders in LCC. There's no formal connection with them in LCC. Do they support the work we do? Of course. Have they had us at their conferences? Of course. Have we had them on our shows? Of course. Because we agree on a great number of things. But the claim that LCC is full of leaders who've racked up millions of dollars in fines, that's also not entirely true. Because they're bunching a whole bunch of people, they're bunching a whole lot of people together. But let's let's continue. So the 
reference, the source for this claim, is from another Canadian anti-hate network propaganda piece titled, Excommunicated Politicians Partner with Christian Nationalists in COVID Conspiracy Movement. Clearly, their cards are on the table. So the article from the Canadian Anti-Hate Network begins with a lengthy... Hold on, I'll say here, that's a a euphemism. Okay, that's doublespeak. The Canadian Anti-Hate Network should be renamed the Canadian Full of Statist Hate for Freedom Network. I think that would be a good name for it, right? The Canadian We Hate God, His Rule and His Reign and His People, and we are all about hate of the people of God and truth and liberty and freedom because we're statists. I know it's kind of long, so they probably shorten it with Canadian Anti-Hate Network. That probably comes off the tongue, comes off the Marxist tongue a little bit nicer. Anyway, so let's let's continue. Um, this It begins with a lengthy discussion regarding the Canadian Nationalist Party. That's how the article starts, the Canadian Nationalist Party. Now, similar to Tyler Russell and Canada First, uh, I didn't know that this party existed until two days ago. And by the way, they no longer exist. The party has been deregistered, and the former leader is in jail for promoting hatred against Jews. He was also found guilty of assaulting two women. Again, this was the very first I heard of Travis Patron, who's the founder of the Canadian Nationalist Party that I didn't know existed outside of two days ago. So again, this is a straw man connection. It has nothing to do with us. The article goes on to call Liberty Coalition Canada a Christian nationalist group, offering this as a definition. This is from the article, the Canadian Anti-Hate Network article referenced by Wikipedia. Quote, broadly speaking, Christian nationalism is the belief that Canada was founded on Christian values, that these Christian values are superior, and that our laws and government should operate on the basis of their values. Close quote. It then goes on to say this, quote, to be clear... LCC has not been around long, and they have not advocated against equal rights for other religions, reproductive rights, and LGBTQ plus rights. It has, however, coordinated the release of the Niagara Declaration, which outlines Christian nationalist aspirations, close quote. There it is again. The Canadian Anti-Hate Network has a problem with... The Niagara Declaration, a problem uh, along with the CPC, along with Wikipedia, they all have a problem with this. But I would say here, again, the Canadian Anti-Hate Network has no problem with religious nationalism. As long as it's statist, woke, cultural, Marxist, religious beliefs, they are fine with theocracy and they are fine with religious nationalism as long as it's the right religion not the religion of the true and living God. That they can't stand because those who are in darkness prefer the darkness to the light. They hate the light and they hate the one who is the true light of the world and his people who are also called to be lights in the world. That's who they hate. Again, they really don't like the Niagara Declaration. It appears to be a smoking gun for them. It appears that the Niagara Declaration is this kind of hyper-Christian nationalist theocratic manifesto, and it's their evidence that we're going to, I don't know, imprison non-Christians and murder anyone who publicly blasphemes. Like, it's it's unbelievable the amount of journalis- journalistic rigor that is missing from all of this. The article then goes after Dr. Joe Boot, saying that he is the, quote, author of Liberty Coalition Canada's doctrine, close quote. This is what they write, quote, 
In articles of the Ezra Institute, or in articles on the Ezra Institute website, Reverend Boot has railed against cultural Marxism and multiculturalism, referring to the latter as a suicidal experiment which has proven an impossible disaster, leaving us with citizens who engage in terror, close quote. They also go after Pastor Aaron Rock and Harvest Bible Church. The article says, quote, Harvest Bible Church collected over $1.4 million in 2019. Sharing the stage with Derek Sloan and Randy Hillier, Rock bragged at an April 25th No More Lockdowns rally that he had preached to 850 people in his church that day, while he insisted in interviews with the media that he isn't a COVID denialist or an anti-masker, his social media contains disinformation about masks, vaccines, and COVID deaths. You have to remember, okay, so close quote, you have to remember when they say disinformation, what they mean is actual, factual, scientifically accurate, and true information. So they say disinformation, what they mean is the truth. That's what they actually mean. And when they say the science, what they mean is statist medical tyranny propaganda got to learn how to cut through the euphemisms here okay there's so much junk in this thing right that dr boot is the author of liberty coalition canada's doctrine yeah that's again not really no what is liberty coalition canada's doctrine that's a good question they're saying it's a dagger declaration but it's it's not technically that's not our organization's founding document we affirm it right we we support it. Sign it. It's all good. We love it. I love it. Great. But what they're doing here is they're trying to make connections in order to slander and paint a picture that's not actually the case. It's not the case. The article closes with a section titled, so again, this is the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. The section is titled, quote, Christian Nationalists, the Anti-Science Movement, and the New Red Scare. Close quote. Now, a Red Scare is according to Wikipedia, because we'll just deal with their nonsense, quote, a form of public hysteria provoked by fear of the supposed rise of leftist ideologies in a society, especially communism. Now, just so we're clear, a worldview that seeks to legislate child abuse and genital mutilation, as well as imprisoning people who promote a biblical sexual ethic is one about which we should be concerned. This ain't no red scare, friends. We should be legitimately concerned with an ideology that wants to make legal the mutilating of children, the murdering of old people, and the imprisoning of people who promote a biblical sexual ethic. That is something to be worried about. That's not just a red scare. That is a legitimate concern. We also have this gem in the Wikipedia article. Christian nationalists believe, com sorry, sorry, this is the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. I get confused. All the, when, when you have piles of, of, of flaming hot garbage, sometimes it's difficult to distinguish between the piles. They look so similar, right? Because they're all piles of flaming garbage that are rotten and disgusting and vile and putrid. And so you can't really tell them apart. So I apologize that I'm mixing one flaming hot pile of garbage from another. But you'll, you'll forgive me for that. I'm sure you understand. So this is back to the Canadian Anti-Hate Network article. Quote, Christian nationalists believe communism and cultural Marxism, as it is often called, they're making it seem like, oh, it's just a thing they use. What a bunch of gargoyles. Continue. 
cultural Marxism, as it's often called, are fundamentally anti-theist, which they are. They are, um, they are anti-theist. Read Marx. Anyways, they continue. Opposition to communism is not in and of itself problematic. But hold on a second. I've got to stop there. They don't believe that. The Canadian Anti-Hate Network does not believe that opposition to communism is not in and of itself problematic. They love communism. They love it. So they do believe that opposition is problematic. But they understand that we still live in a world where people don't really like communism. So they have to, they have to not, not out themselves too much. Okay, but, so opposition to communism is an integral facet of the racist right. Or people who don't want a worldview that is responsible for more deaths than any other worldview in the history of humanity that robs from people and destroys countries en masse. Or those people. So the racist right or those people that don't want to see murder and death. They oppose communism. In those spheres, it often incorporates elements of well-tread anti-Semitic conspiracy theories such as references to a shadowy globalist struggle for world dominance or influence, close quote. There's the anti-Semitism straw man, which, by the way, as we're going to see in the weeks to come, the left doesn't have a problem with anti-Semitism. They support it. They only have to show support for Israel and for Jewish people when it's pretty obvious that some vile atrocities have been done to them and they don't want to lose any for anyone from their base. But the left is full of anti-Semitism, just so we're clear. You know, like the entire Canadian parliament applauding a Nazi and calling him a hero. You know, stuff like that. They're all about that. And this idea of a shadowy globalist struggle for world dominance or influence, again... Like, have, have we not seen the last little bit? What is the WEF? What is the WHO, the United Nations? What are these, if not supranationalist organizations, specifically, specifically focused on creating a globalist health system, financial system, government, governance, military system? It's it's they're telling you don't believe what you see with your own eyes. That's what the don't don't believe what you see with your eyes. We're telling you it's racist. This is the position of the Canadian Anti Hate Network. The article also says this, this is a neat little gem. Canadian Anti Hate Network received a grant under the Anti Racism Action Plan, along with many other organizations, and is an independent and nonpartisan not sorry nonpartisan nonprofit. Close quote. That right there is some of the best comedic writing I've ever heard in my life. I've ever heard in my life. Oh, yeah, we take money from the government, but we're nonpartisan and we're, you know, we're, we're objective, right? We're independent. That's a lie. That's a lie. Okay, let's, let's bring this all home. Okay, let, let, let's make sense of what Wikipedia has said about us and the Canadian Anti-Hate Network having thoroughly dismantled all that nonsense and shown you its slander, its actual misinformation, its bad definitions, its lies, its all that garbage. How are we supposed to respond to this? What are we supposed to make of this? Well, I want to 
reference the text of a sermon that I actually heard this last Sunday, so the timing of it was, was rather providential. In Acts 19, Paul brings the gospel to Ephesus. People get saved, and the socioeconomic situation in the city changes dramatically. People begin to burn and destroy their idols, not resell them, but burn them and destroy them, which impacts the elites in Ephesus who profit off of idolatry and the selling of silver idols. So this is what we read in verses 23 to 29 and verse 32 of Acts 19. About that time, there arose a great disturbance about the way. So this is Christians causing a bit of a ruckus, which if you're not causing a ruckus, if you following Christ and your church isn't causing a little bit of a ruckus in the culture that hates God, you, you may need to rethink your strategy. You're probably head in the sand, waiting in the fallout shelter, being, being cowardly as opposed to a light on a hill that everyone sees. Just a thought. So Christians are causing a ruckus in Ephesus. A silversmith named Demetrius, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought in a lot of business from the craftsmen there. He called them together along with the workers in related trades and said, you know, my friends, that we receive a good income from this business. And you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus and in practically the whole province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands are no gods at all. There is danger not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited. And the goddess herself, who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world, will be robbed of her divine majesty. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Soon the whole city was in uproar. The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some another. Most of the people did not even know why they were there. This is the point. The people of God proclaiming truth and positively affecting the city get the attention of the rich and powerful. Those same elites not only come after the Christians by slander and character assassination, but they also seek to arrest and destroy them, all while claiming they're doing it for good reasons to honor their false gods. That's what we're seeing today, too. Oh, in the name of inclusivity and equity and diversity. Oh, because of, because of what's good for humans, when in reality it's because they hate gods. The truth is they see people being freed from their enslavement to lies, and they must attack the people who are putting their grift at risk. Friends, this is why the legacy media, and yes, even Wikipedia, are coming after Liberty Coalition Canada. We are refusing to bow to the state, and Canadians are waking up and standing firm for Christ. And the left and the media and the elites are worried because we are a threat to them, and we are a threat to their grift. We are on target, and they are coming for our money, they're coming for our platform, and they're coming for our reputation. And this includes our friends over at Ezra Institute, Trinity Bible Chapel, Harvest Bible Church, and many others who refuse to sit down and shut up. So, don't sit down and shut up. Continue to be faithful to Christ, continue to proclaim truth, protest, rally, engage in politics, stand up for what's right, push back against the darkness, push back against the woke lies, they're going to come for you. They're going to slander you. They're going to come for your money. They're going to come for your livelihood. They're going to come for your well-being. But you're on target. As Joe Boot said in one of our episodes, 
You don't tackle the guy that doesn't have the ball. And if they're coming for us, we have the ball because they're worried. Because we're putting their grift at risk. We're putting their wealth and their power at risk because we continue to do good work that is making Canadians wake up and is empowering Christians. So with that in mind, I'll say again, as I've said before, please prayerfully consider support supporting the work we do here at Liberty Coalition Canada. Because as evidenced by Wikipedia, we're doing something right. We're doing something right when the CPC and CTV and Wikipedia and the Toronto Star and the Canadian Anti-Hate Network, when they're all coming after us with outright lies, we're doing something right. So help us continue to do the work that we do. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. Click on the analysis shows tab or donate anonymously through Bitcoin. Support the work that we do. You'll get a charitable tax receipt for it because we want to do more shows, more content. We want to do church training seminars, live episodes. We want to do conferences. We want to continue to equip Canadians and Christians in Canada to think biblically and act biblically, to push back against the darkness, and yes, to put their grift at risk and to wake people up to the reality of what's going on. So please consider supporting the work that we do. Also quickly want to remind you, head over to sparkconferences.org. To sign up for the conference, tickets are $50, information's there, and make sure you click the Eventbrite link in the description to come to one of our live episodes on the 23rd or the 24th. It's going to be wonderful. Friends, thanks so much for joining me on the Dispatch today. I hope that if you find yourself on the receiving end of the fury of the left, take heart, like our Lord said, be encouraged. This is exactly how they treated the prophets or those who've been faithful to God forever, forever. As always, Galatians 5.1. Liberty Dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week and has been produced by SDG Media. You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.